This KPCT podcast sponsored by Clicker Expo. Take your training skills to the next level. The nation's top animal trainers work with you at Clicker Expo. For locations and dates of the next conference, visit www.clickerexpo.com or call 800-472-5425. That's 800-472-5425. Oprah and the Dog Whisperer. We received a lot of emails and calls after the Dog Whisperer appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show. To the uninitiated, the Dog Whisperer is a trainer whose approach is to show the dog that the owner is dominant and the dog is subservient. In other words, it's the show em who's boss method of training. The calls and emails we received shared a theme. How unfortunate it is that this kind of training still gets so much widespread coverage. Why does this happen? Why aren't clicker trainers on Oprah? And why doesn't clicker training get this kind of national coverage? Those are excellent questions, and there's more than one answer. If you ask a sociologist, you'll get the answer, culture. Ask a public relations specialist, and you'll get a different answer, connections. Ask an economist, and get yet another answer, market demand. As a business owner with vested interest in clicker training, these questions aren't academic to me. That single broadcast just made it a little harder for every clicker trainer in the U.S. to win new customers. Oprah showcasing the dog whisperer got under my skin because millions of people were just quote-unquote told by cultural icon Oprah that dominance is the way to go in developing a relationship with your dog. Talk about irony. Isn't Oprah all about healthy relationships? Like so many of you, I want to see clicker trainers rather than traditional dominance trainers make it to Oprah. Apart from the humanitarian motivation, Exposure at Oprah would help clicker training grow and help get closer to a more ambitious objective. Clicker training as the people's first choice for training their pets. So where do we begin? So whose perspective is the one that can most help clicker training grow? Well, let's begin with a sociologist. Are you surprised? Well, here's why. For clicker training to become the people's choice to reach the mainstream of America, Clicker trainers need to recognize that we are up against a deep-seated cultural bias, one that severely limits pet owners' expectations from dog training. Our task is to help people replace that narrow vision with a broader vision and higher expectations, with something more. We can do it if we can show people that clicker training uniquely delivers that something more. With me? Keep listening. Most people would accept as reasonable the assumption that the average pet owner simply wants their dog to do what they tell them when they tell them to do it. Pen owners just want an obedient dog. When pen owners go to choose a training class, what do they look for? Someone who will teach their dog to obey commands. The training class marketplace clearly reflects this demand. The most commonly used name for an introductory dog class is, of course, obedience class. And even some trainers who use positive methods or clicker training, those who use no reversals, call their courses obedience courses. Why? Because pet owners gravitate toward classes that promise obedient dogs. I believe this is because we live in a pervasive culture of obedience. A lot of value is placed on obedience in our society. Obedience provides order, prevents chaos, and ensures safety. And until very recently, obedience even overwhelmingly defined capable parenting. 
Good children are obedient children. It has been a key ingredient of successful business for a long time. In fact, a senior executive of a Fortune 500 company once told me, quite seriously, that he did not pay employees to think, just to do. It is the essence of military function. A good soldier obeys moral orders without thinking, and a good dog sits when commanded to sit and stays when commanded to stay. Yet, as the foundation for any relationship between intelligent living things, this culture of obedience imposes a low, unimaginative threshold. As a result, the goals of most pet owners for training their dogs are low and unimaginative and defined by obedience. So, why is that a problem? Don't we want our clicker-trained dogs to be obedient? Clicker-trained dogs are obedient. Clicker trainers just call it reliable behavior on cue. But many training methods that compete with clicker training also produce obedient dogs. Why, therefore, should pet owners select a class that uses clicker training over any other? For one thing, clicker training offers a more humane way to produce obedient dogs than these other methods. That's a big difference, isn't it? Well, to answer that question, I'm going to turn to The Economist for help. The Economist might look at the market for training services and ask whether, quote-unquote, nice is enough of an advantage to persuade the majority of pet owners to make clicker training the people's choice. I think the answer is no. Not enough pet owners will turn to clicker training because it's nicer than other methods. Nicer must compete with other things that pet owners care about too, like closer, cheaper, faster, and simpler. If we want clicker training to become the people's choice, we need to offer something more. Something that, A, people really want from their investment of time and money in training their dog, and B, only clicker training can provide. My household consists of a 79-pound, two-year-old black lab named Tucker, two elementary school-aged kids, their friends, lots of older and younger nieces and nephews, two working parents, and a guinea pig. When I started training Tucker, I thought first about the goals for my life with my dog. I wanted Tucker to be happy and safe in the environment of our home and family and my work. I wanted to enjoy living with Tucker and for him to enjoy living with us. I wanted Tucker to be a rock-solid family dog, a dog whose food bowl you could take away while he's eating, whose tail could be pulled without complaint, a dog who is thrilled but calm when he sees every member of my family, my friends, and their dogs, gerbils, or guinea pigs. And I wanted Tucker to wrestle with me. I wanted to be able to take Tucker to lots of new places, to be able to adapt to new environments like friends' houses, new walks, or my children's schools. I wanted him to demonstrate each day that he possessed that fine balance between enthusiasm and self-control. Well, that's what I wanted, and that's what I got. Like every other pet owner, I wanted Tucker to do what I asked of him. But obedience was not the explicit and overarching goal. It was just assumed, and actually subsumed, by this richer vision. In order to achieve these goals with Tucker, I needed an entirely different set of training objectives from those traditionally taught in dog training classes. I need to teach Tucker self-control, to desensitize him to all kinds of touch, to leave things that aren't his. 
I needed to teach him to look for direction from me in uncertain situations. I needed to have a sustainable system for teaching him to be an enthusiastic learner his whole lifetime. In short, I needed to teach my dog life skills. What type of teaching and training would best help me achieve these goals? Only clicker training could get me there. Like it or not, one can teach many common behaviors using dominance-based training, which is intrinsically aversive. But can anyone compellingly argue that the general public can teach their animals to be enthusiastic learners this way? Can the pet owner develop robust learning and life skills in her dog with those approaches? No. Those goals can be achieved only by clicker training. If you're a teacher of pet classes, do you know what your students want out of the time and money they spend with you? Can they articulate their vision? Can you help them cross the threshold from wanting simple obedience to desiring something more? Can you show them how the clicker trainer's way uniquely helps them achieve their vision? I believe that expanding their vision is the first most important step a pet owner can take and the first training topic that every teacher should cover with a pet owner. In your first class, Ask your students and clients to write down their training goals. Give them a sudden glimpse of what a clicker dog can do and be. Guide them in seeking a richer relationship with their dogs, more than simple obedience. Guide them to something more. People will train using the methods that best meet their goals. If we want to help clicker training become the people's choice, we need to help people set goals that only clicker training can meet. And what about Oprah? Well, now that we have something more to bring to the public, it's time to pull in that PR perspective. So, does anyone's personal organizer out there have an entry under O. Winfrey? Thank you for listening. You can read more articles by me and tons more articles on clicker training at www clickertraining.com Log in for free, join, and have access to a full library of training materials. This KPCT podcast sponsored by Clicker Expo. Take your training skills to the next level. The nation's top animal trainers work with you at Clicker Expo. For locations and dates of the next conference, visit www.clickerexpo.com or call 800 472 Two five. That's eight hundred four seven two five four two five.